Welcome to the MMA Lunch Break. We are a group of guys that work together, and we always talked about MMA on our lunch break. Now we sit awkwardly silent at lunch and talk about MMA here on this podcast. It doesn't matter how much you know or don't know about the sport. This podcast is for people who don't know anyone else that follows MMA. You've got no one to talk to. You're lonely. Well, you're not alone. There's us. There's Tim. There's Elijah. And there's me, John. And we are the MMA Lunch Break. Welcome back to the MMA Lunch Break episode number 18. Um, This is a special episode. We have a professional fighter at Shogun Fights locally in in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Alana Olive-Smith, who's joining us. She's been on uh, a different podcast with Elijah before, but this one she sat down with the team. Um, We talked about uh, recent MMA news. We talked about her career. Um, to this point, and we um, covered two UFC 240, and we look ahead uh, at the next couple UFC cards. Awesome podcast. Uh, we hope you like it. And now, broadcasting from the Lucha Lounge Studios, this is the MMA Lunch Break. Is this, is this, yeah, is this we're now? We're in. We're in. It's We've started. been in. Yep. Okay, We've good. Been in. Welcome to the 18th episode. Whoa. And... All the way up until this point, it's been just like some conversation between three dudes that talk at lunch and love MMA, but I think we're legit today. Why we're is that? Today. We are legit today. We have a guest, a legitimate MMA fighter. Pro fighter. Professional fighter, Alana. Oh, Olive Smith. Olive Smith. Smith. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. Yes. Thank you for from, making this real for us. I cannot from, lend you any legitimacy, but I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way. <laughs> disagree, but okay. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> It's yeah, all we, perception. Whatever you don't works. know how illegitimate we are. Uh, okay, well that I'm I'm gonna speak for Elijah. Me and Elijah, definitely. Tim's got jujitsu experience. But I do. But nothing not a professional sniffing mm-mm, a professional mm-mm. MMA career. So your your sheer presence through osmosis, I feel like I feel like I have I, gained credibility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm a pro fighter now. Is that right? Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. I mean I'm basically a pro fighter now you guys don't think so yeah right. i've already told people that i'm swimming in those circles now this preemptively before this podcast okay all right let's jump into this a lot thank you for being here oh my god what are you doing don't break oh my, my stuff man oh we just have we no have no, technical, no it's on the bottom we have it's technical difficulties i'm, I'm we're fine we'll it's also we'll keep moving really hot in here i'm dying um sorry about that it this is bikram podcast that's, yeah that's a good one it's hot heat shock proteins okay. uh alana if people haven't listened to your appearance on elijah's lucha lounge podcast what's like the what's like the the elevator pitch for who you are and 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 what you're doing right now in mma well my name is alana olive smith i'm an mma fighter out of team lloyd Irvin down in camp springs maryland and in july i had my second pro mma appearance and what happened? Oh, I won. Yeah, you did. Which yeah, was nice. Did. So I saw the replay of that. Someone had filmed it on Instagram, and I saw it on stories, and I was not able to find it again. So could you describe what happened? Um, and this well, is Shogun Fights. Yes, this is Shogun Fights. Shogun Fights 22 at the MGM Grand uh, down by the National Harbor. Boom. And it was a very nice venue. 
Uh, the fight lasted one round, so we, it was uh, a lot of stand-up, some takedowns, and the fight ultimately ended with a TKO due to strikes at the end. Nice. What, um, what, what was the sequence? Well, uh, the sequence was some knees into ground and pound. Nice. Hmm. For you, is that how you envisioned this one going down, or, or was there a plan, or were you just coming well, in? Well, I try not to get too wed to, I'm definitely going to yeah. end this with my right hand, or I'm definitely going to end this with a choke, because then I feel like you might get locked into that. Hmm. So it's more just uh, capitalizing on any opportunity that you see. Awesome. Gotcha. So uh, a lot of people categorize themselves as a stand-up versus a ground fighter or a wrestler. How do you categorize yourself, or is it a fully round? I mean, I know what you want it to be, maybe, I guess. Well, I want it to be, me being good at everything. But did you start, what did you start first? Maybe that's what I'm asking. uh, I started first at eight with taijutsu. From eight to 16, I did taijutsu, which is uh, some striking, some... It's got a jujitsu background, boxing stuff. Yeah, it's more just hitting and some joint locks and some throws. Like a traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu? Well, it did spin off from that, but I don't think that the place I went to was particularly traditional. So mm-hmm. I feel like after that, when I moved to uh, different different gyms, it was more, more focused. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Yeah, I mean, at eight, I mean, how focused does it need to be? More. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the yeah. This is a different. I have a jump on it right now. If I had only had the right school at eight, exactly, <laughs> could have been doing taekwondo quicks or something cool, yeah. <laughs> right? So or, is there, or I just mean, karate in your garage? Is I mean, me? karate is legit. Kyokushin yeah. is pretty cool. I've seen yeah. people like take down from the the body punches, not like the head kicks they do. Yeah. So and like Stephen awesome. Wonderboy Thompson, that's all like karate based karate too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I know you just are coming off of a, a off of another win but is there is there anything lined up for you or are you waiting or what what's going on these days well more just waiting uh they never tell me until like right before when something is lined up or not directly before but like a few months a month or so before maybe uh if i have something so it's not like okay now that you've done this these are the next three people on the list. Mm. It's more just all right. Well, we'll see if we can find anyone um, and just stay ready until then. So, yeah. been Get a bit you. fat uh, following my fight. So I gotta I gotta cut that down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look huge right now. It's yeah. true. It's, it's true. You can't see it. <laughs> yes. You can maybe hear it over the radio. I might sound a bit deeper than the last time. A bit more bass. Right. No. But. So so that's how it is. You wait for them. Is there any opportunity for you to Well, it's more that my gym sets up. it up. So gotcha. I Yeah. And you're at you're at Lloyd Irving. Yes. In Camp Springs, right. Great school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. guy. We were just talking about cuz we just saw the Vic fight. Mhm. Yeah, James, James Vic. Vic. Mm-hmm. He's he's out of Yep. He's he does Lloyd. come train yeah. at uh, Lloyd Irving sometimes. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. And that one was There's no shame losing to Hooker, but that one was Yeah. It was rough to that watch. Was a little bit brutal. What what is it? What is it like at the gym at the camp, sort of as a returning fighter? But I would imagine, you know, after a, you know brutal loss mm-hmm. like that, coming back is hard. Is it like what are the what are the emotions when you're coming back to the gym and you kind of got to see everybody? Well, emotionally, you know that everyone there knows that you're gonna win some. It's impossible to win all of them so it's not like anyone's like how could you do this but you know it's more of a welcoming environment and it's more just okay well we know what you did wrong so let's work on improving that or even when you win it's a chance to look at okay well now that we run it back and we look at this here's areas where you can improve 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's, it's so interesting thinking about the the sort of like team dynamic within an individual sport. You know, because you know, if you're a, a tennis player, you're not on a team. Mm-hmm. You have a coach for you, and they're bringing in people. But it's really just it's a sort of isolated thing. But with MMA, it's very much a team. Yeah, because you're going to have people with different skill sets. Like maybe yeah. someone's very good at wrestling, and you can uh, you can spar with them or work on your wrestling shots or what have you. Maybe someone uh, can mimic the style of your opponent in some way or another, or maybe someone can hold pads for you. So it's just uh, different components of people helping each other. Yeah, it's just an interesting dynamic, you know, to think about yeah. to think about such an individual sport where literally you're getting locked in a cage and fighting potentially people you've trained with or people that know people, and it, it's like. I don't know. It's unlike it's unlike most other sports experiences. Yeah, it's, it's not usually locked into a cage. About. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely that. Definitely that piece. Yeah, man, it is. Uh, it's crazy. So, is there like because like Shogun fights is not really they're just a promotion. They don't they don't have like a roster of fighters, do they? Um, I think actually they're going to be running back in November the the title fight for that one, the Jerome Featherstone fight against, I think it was Mika Terrell. So uh, it was a disputed end to that fight. It got called, I think, because of an accidental eye poke or uh, or something along those lines. Yes. So since they are fighting for a belt, I imagine that Shogun does have its own enclosed organization, but it is uh, more of a local promotion in the in the Baltimore area. Right. Right. Does that feed into anything? Does does Shogun lead to? Does it bring eyes and then elevate you to another promotion? What's the? I know that's really your focus. What is the plan? Well, as an example, I'd say that uh, Sadiq Yusuf was did fight for Shogun for a while. And you see that he's now, he's gone on to the Contender Series. Yes, he's got a fight coming up in August, actually, Mm -hmm. in Anaheim. So that's, that's good. And uh, Shayna does as well. And I know you spoke to her. Yeah, yeah. She, she's supposed to come on soon too. But um, she's, yeah, she's also fighting in LA or in Anaheim. Yep, I think they're on the same card. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's going to be a good one. She's fighting, um, I forget, but I can pull that up. Which, which card is that? Is that a, is that a fight night or is that a, I pay-per-view. Think it's a UFC. I mean, it's definitely a UFC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Where right. uh, I'll look at I'll Yes. Look. Oh, and uh <laughs> I know this weekend August 3rd, Ricardo Mixco has his fight for the uh the featherweight title in Lion Fight. So I don't know if you guys watch um Muay Thai at Kickboxing. all. Oh, yes. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Muay Thai. But it'll be on CBS Sports. So, oh, really? Yeah. So you could watch that online fight. Oh, that's awesome. I used to. That's, that's this weekend. Man, back in the day, exactly. it's, it's so funny. We used to talk about this. Like back in the day, I used to watch boxing with my dad, and then every once in a while, you catch like a Thai box mm-hmm. or Muay Thai or something like that, mm-hmm. where you catch the you catch the legit Thai box with the rope. Ah, uh, yes. With yeah. The, uh, uh, what's that? Called? I don't. Remember, I don't know what that's it has called. Has a K in it. I I forgot the name just. Yeah, now. that kind of stuff though was the was the thing that led me to start paying attention to MMA, MMA right just because as soon as you see it you know, everything shook. is different that's it yeah yeah but like as soon as you see that it like everything is different but the distance is different the positions you know the that traditional Muay Thai stance like everything is different and it like the younger me was like 
you know, that's probably what is this? What is it? And you got to like follow that. Little, Why is it like this? Yeah, that yeah. little carrot. The traditional stuff that you see, like Tony Ja, his opener for yeah. the protector. That's yeah. more of the traditional Moy Baran. I think it's called Moy Baran style of Muay Thai, where they, you know, run through the forms. It's not what you're going to see in like Lumpany Stadium or anything like that. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Because you trained in Thailand too. Uh, I went to Kyla- to Thailand to represent the U.S. in the uh, WKA. Um, well, they had the WKA Nationals, and I won that, and then I got to go represent the U.S. internationally. Wow. Oh, wow. So, in, and that was the first time they went to Thailand. It was also the first time that they had, I think, uh, Glory Rules-style fighting over there. So that was that was big. It's nice. That's awesome. When was that? That was last year, around about March 2018. Oh, yeah, recently. Yeah. Nice. And... We, and- We've just seen Great now a couple a couple fighters going over to who who do we just uh, Khalil Roundtree yeah, Khalil Roundtree, Roundtree was that? the big yeah. one he looked very good in his last fight he looked, he looked like a more not only really good but looked, really different and yeah, I don't know if that was because of the person he was fighting against was one of those people who tends to like stay more planted and sturdy so it really highlighted his movement or if it's just a change in like how he's how he's uh, conducting himself so he said know. that that lo- that loss prior made him go to Thailand right. And learn he fought, Thai boxing. He fought uh, the football player. I forget his name. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it uh, Anders? No. Oh, oh maybe. Remember. I think it might have been. Well, well, look it up. Either either way, the the most striking thing to me though was like you don't generally see people wholesale change their style. And he did like in that. like like stance and everything it would be like like it was you know, very you, traditional Muay yeah, Thai. Yeah, like like knee 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 hands up, up hands up. Yeah. Uh, with the light front foot. Yep. Yeah. I feel like it was a very good change. He looked great it in that fight. Unbelievable. We thought the same thing. He looked completely different and completely changed. And it looked like the leg kicks were like new. I did, I, it didn't ever dawn on me that I hadn't maybe seen him kicking. And then when you see someone delivering them like that, like they've done it their whole life. Yeah. Especially he, those big guys. Like that's a lot of leg. Big guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. He beat Eric Anders. And then the, the reason why he went to Thailand was because he lost to Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He elbowed him. That was the that was elbow knockout. He had him in the the tie clinch, and then he clapped him on the yeah yeah with the with the elbow real in tight like that. Yeah, I missed that one. That one and this is and that sent him to Thailand, and he spent the rest of the time there until that last fight. But we now know there's no shame in taking an L to Johnny Walker now because yeah, that guy is on like on a tear. meteoric rise. He's so athletic. So what is, we are just talking about MMA, but what is that life like? Like, I heard a little bit of your podcast before. I also heard a little bit of it. I could not listen to myself talk oh uh, my for goodness. longer, so I did about? not you finish. Really, <laughs> you have a great voice, Actually, man. I thought that same thing. I was yeah. like, oh, she is great. She's yeah. a- I appreciate but is, that, but yeah, it's always it weird. weird hearing yeah, your own voice. So I got yeah. through everything but the last uh, 20 minutes. I thought, I'll come back to it, and I didn't. <laughs> but I you're, you're, like still, you're still maintaining a life and doing MMA at the same time. You still go to work. Yes, I do. And then you Very go... thankfully, I'm still employed, so that's, yeah, that's great. Of, of <laughs> course, I keep that going. Like, when do you sleep? You, you're training a couple hours a day after you get off work? Like, what What does that life look like for you? Uh, so, get to work at anywhere between 4 and 6 in the morning. I stay there until around about 3 or 4. I go home to drop off my work stuff and have a nap. And then I leave at around about five or six, depending on the day, to go to the gym. That takes about 
30, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. Then from there, I'm at the gym from 7 and t- seven until, uh, let's see, 8, 9, 10, around about 10.30, drive back home, shower, uh, change, go to bed, and I get back up again. Maybe like five-ish. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. That is a grind. It, it is, and that must take a huge amount of desire. <laughs> Like, if you don't really want that lifestyle, that's almost impossible to maintain. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of other people are doing it as well, so I don't want it to sound like, you know, this is a thing unique to me. Maybe in your circle, but, like, yeah, the, like, us average Joes don't live a life like that, nor have that kind of commitment to doing something that you that you want to do, so... Yeah, and what what is it? What is it like? I don't listen, know. If I, I don't know yeah. what kind of office environment you're in, but what is it like showing in... Showing, showing up, up to work. ...wearing... <laughs> You know, wearing a black scars. eye. Oh, they were great. I was able to sell them some tickets because Shogun wants oh, you to move show. tickets. Oh, yeah, of course. So like, want to go. It's not like I don't. It's not like I know a ton of people. So I was like, oh, great! I can sell some tickets to you guys. They yeah. came. Uh, some of them cheered for me. Yeah, well, all the ones that did come cheered for me, and all the ones I that better. didn't come, Hope like so. uh, you know, showed videos on their phones. The ones who didn't come is like, hey, look at this. Yeah, that's got to be awesome. I was offered a pizza party. <laughs> oh, so, because so, probably people yeah. don't believe it at first when you're like, oh, I'm a fighter. And it's like, no, really. You can come to my fight. It's probably like a whole mind blowing fighter. Yes, yeah. but it's always so weird to uh, to invite people. It's like, hey, I would like you to pay fifty dollars of the money that you've earned yeah. to come watch me. To watch you got to drive fight. down there. Beat up to on watch somebody. me fight. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. That's, that's uh, so. What cool. what do you do during the day? I do instructional design, so I make job training. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> a real so job. Amazing. I'm just imagining you walking in. You know, like all cut up after a fight. See, the goal is to uh, avoid that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was going to say, yeah. maybe that's assuming, never happened. Yeah. Maybe that's never happened. First round, first round knockout or TKO. Like, I'm just filtering that through our office experience. And if I walked in, I know it looks real cool in movies, but like I'd like to avoid it. Yeah, if anyone so, wants totally. to do me up like that in a movie, I'm down. Is, but I want yeah. it to not happen in real life. Yeah, but just like you know, like play basketball, turn your ankle, and then you got to limp around the office, and it's like, ugh. And then, it's then fast forwarding that or imagining like. Neck crank broke jaw or something like that. Walking in, people being like, "Dude, what? What are you doing on the you? weekends, John?" Yeah. So it's it's nice to hear that that that's the focus, not getting hit. We it's poignant because we talk about this a lot. There, you know, there's generations of this sport, yeah. and I've been watching it since day one when when the you UFC went to first UFC. came out. Yeah, I, I went to several in the early nineties. No, what was back the number? You had the, what was the number? Yeah. You were like UFC. Uh, I saw, I was the first UFC I went to was in 1996 or 97. Wasn't it single digits? Was it? Single? Yeah, it was when it was it was in Connecticut, and it, this is the way I because I've gone to several over the course of the years. It was one where there was no restrictions in the beginning. Of, uh, when you walked into the venue, you could walk all the way down to the to the ring. The fighters were walking the lobbies, yeah. all, and you could meet them and say hello and take pictures. They were so excited He's for got everybody these to. Pictures I've got great pictures guys. of like uh, uh, who who do I have? Uh, Mark Coleman. Yeah. I have um, Gene LaBelle. Like was walking the hallway impressive. hammered. <laughs> like I mean, there's a lot of good stories back then. But so but awesome. back then, it, it, and that was right before it went illegal, and then it was out of the states for several years, and then you only saw it on cable, and then it finally came back and was legitimized when uh, when Dana White kind of took over. So we've been watching it for a long time. What was my point? 
Hit and don't get hit. Thank you. Hit yeah. and don't get hit. The generations of it. Because now that is the difference that that's the elevation I think that we're starting to see in the sport. And the thing that we criticize all the time. Yeah. There are people that walk forward and will take 10, 20 punches to get through and and do the damage that they have intended. But when you look at this as a career, that can't be the way that you're trying to and, and as a martial artist, that can't be your approach. The approach should be not to get hit and to hit. You know, yeah. so what, seeing this transition and seeing a lot of these fighters get out there, that's the most impressive part when I'm watching a fight. A guy who is standing but not getting hit, who's got great head movement, who's super elusive, who works these really unique angles. It's it, That's the thing that fascinates me about the fights now. Are you talking about Max Holloway? I'm talking about a lot of people. Well, we'll Max get Holloway. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Would be one. Yeah, I think that shows a lot of skill and should, you know, be the goal. I don't want to walk forward and be punched a lot. Of I mean, course. it's one thing. Obviously, you need to be able to take a punch or not be surprised when, you know, gasp, someone has hit me. Because, yeah. you know, that's that's what's going to happen. It's that's a fight. So, exactly. Yeah. It's a yeah. fight. Someone's going to hit you. But try to minimize that. You're not yeah. a uh, you're not one of the individuals who's like I need that first punch to get into it. <laughs> like, yeah. I need uh, to be hit first and then I'm in the fight. You know, I'm uh, not really in that in that track of machismo as being yeah. a necessary, necessary right. thing. There's no reason for that, right? Well, and and it's interesting too. You're talking about the generations of it. You know, it's it's almost like there was a time when no one thought kicking would ever be a legit technique in the UFC, and then it's we've kind of found out that oh yeah, it is. And I almost feel like we're now at the point where the sport karate style seems to be one of the trends that we're seeing a lot of. And I think it's predicated on kind of what you're saying, where it's it's about not being around and being really, really light-footed, coming in, coming out. Even guys like Conor, Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. that type of fighter, where he's using that sort of style with his arms out, almost as like yeah. a range-finding decoy or something. Like, and they can kind of intercept punches as they come in a little bit. Um, we were just seeing, we were talking yeah. about with John Jones, how he likes to has, have his hands extended, and he kind of shields off punches out this way he does cover up as well but i don't know it's it's like we're taking i'm just curious what that next phase of this is going to be if 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 it's sort of point karate right now and we mm-hmm. really don't see a lot of thai stuff anymore it seems like at the at the upper echelons we're seeing s- sort of these like hybrid it's a lot of boxing that's yeah a lot of boxing. I think everything now. comes in phases i mean there's right. going to be popularity fads and everything right. and it's more just if you're good at incorporating it if you mm-hmm. can see a hole in someone's defense you're like oh well i could definitely do this right here and right. you're able to do that right yeah the well should should we transition over into the fights should we yeah start? yeah um so there was there was a great ufc pay-per-view this weekend, UFC 240. Yeah, so today is July 29th. Yeah, July 29th. Uh, do we do we want to talk about? Like, Did you the see pre- the fights? Oh yeah, I asked if you guys would be talking about it, mm-hmm, and then I mm-hmm. stayed awake to watch them because you said you would be. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. definitely are. We're so, talking. Okay. Um, so f- fights of note. Uh, I definitely want to talk about this Hakeem Dawudo guy. Mm-hmm. Dude, he. He murdered this Japanese gentleman. Did you? <laughs> he <laughs> murdered him. Yeah. yeah. He murdered him. That uh, that high kick. Dude, I'd never seen someone fold like that. Well, he'd been setting nope. that up like along the cage. He was doing that same high kick, and he stayed patient throughout. I know at the beginning, Hori Yoshinori Hori was the Japanese fella. He was uh, he was moving a lot. Like in the first round, you saw him moving a lot on the outside. 
which was a sort of waste of energy, like he was too far out to be hit anyway, so it was more just a bouncing movement for no reason. But uh, Duadu was good with his knees and elbows on the inside, and uh, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. a, and that guy, uh, it, you know how there's people who are like tacticians, and then there's people that kind of seem like they're running more off motion, and then he seemed uh, just violent. Like, in terms of technique, he was throwing it viciously, and that sort of final sieve pulled yeah, it up. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. Guys like that are just fighters like that in general. It's it's a different... You, you like, carry a level of anticipation, it seems like, throughout the whole thing, just because it always seems like... It's hinging on some, that yeah, one something's connection. Yeah, something's about to... So here's... here's I don't know how to show everybody, but... Oh, definitely on is, that new stand. Yeah. Here's the here's the the highlights from that fight. No, I'm not seeing it, but that's okay. It's all right. You saw it before. <laughs> I hate you. Like, yeah. it's it's it is very vicious. Like his striking is super. Uh, where they, he's throwing with uh, bad intentions. Yeah. They always say in boxing. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy yeah. one. Those guys were winging though. Yeah. They knew they were on TV. <laughs> yeah, but that Japanese guy took a freaking uh, head kick. Are, are, no, no. Were either of these guys consequential in the division? What I don't a, think so. I mean, it's I heard the third prelim. Yeah, yeah. This is prelim, prelim. But like he's, yeah. Poor, poor Japanese guy. Oh well. Like I mean, he was game. He was trying to trying to hit back. He just yeah. He, he just dropped him off him. of off of the kick. He uh, yeah. yeah. The Yoshinori Hori punched Boom. him. Oh, that's it. Poor guy. That and was he, just perfectly set up. That no, kick. Yeah. He just said good stoppage too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that that was that was the one that I wanted to talk about in the prelims. But were there any other early prelims that you wanted to call out? Uh, I don't know. Did you guys want to call out anything in the early prelims? I mean, uh, we had. We had the the Alexis Davis and Viviana Araujo. I don't know her. Yeah. So let's just let's just go to the let's go to the early prelims. Yeah. Probably just talk about the main card, guys. Yeah. Probably just main card it up. Where did okay. John go? I don't know. He disappeared. Yeah, I think he's he done. Well, he he's, went out that door. He's out. He's <laughs> but out. I don't know after that. I think he's passing out. Uh. So like the real the real. Do, do we even want to talk about these uh, middleweight fights in the beginning? Or should we just talk about Chris Cyborg back in the win column? Ha, th- this Nico Price, uh, Jeff Neal fight, uh-huh. that was a great fight. Did you see that? I mean, that I think that got... I'll pull up the highlights. The double knockdown in the, uh, in the oh, first yes. round. Oh, my that goodness. Was impressive. That was great. That's right. That was a good fight. Yeah, that was a good oh fight. Gosh. Totally forgot about that. That's why I'm so glad I took notes. It was notes. good to watch. Yeah. Well, like, and that that's part of the thing because it's like there's so much... There's so much fighting going on in a in a pay per view. It it really does help to have notes. Behold, <laughs> oh behold by extensive oh notes. Look at that. Look You're at that. in order. She's, she's way more yeah. prepared than she's we bucking are. for a position on this podcast because that's way more notes than I've taken <sighs> collectively happen. over the entire eighteen episodes. We're Just saying talking, if anyone wants me to commentate at some point, <laughs> we're talking I'm open to it. Okay. English, oh, Chinese, the, I got you. Here's the oh, Chinese as well. Well, I'm working on that one, but it'd be nice eventually. That's nice. That's a that's a that's a really good market because they're yeah. going there. They're going. Exactly. There's, uh, I know, Kai the Shadow you work, Wu is one guy. You're working against this whole meathead fighter uh, stereotype for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, who's that? Well, a lot of the people in fighting, I think uh, Chuck Liddell has like a finance degree yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I think if you really start to research, you realize that. 
Yeah. That, uh, well, he also the, has a huge. The classic step. thing was Rich Franklin, though, was a school teacher, teacher by day. Yeah. 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 Here's the here's the the Nico Price fight right here. Dude, this off fight the was brutal off the from bottom. the start to the end. He's fighting off the bottom. <laughs> what I liked about this is this fight's over. Nico's still smiling. Yeah. Walks over to the guy, gives him a hug, like just appreciates that that entire match, so, even though he lost. Alana, what, your last fight, what what uh, what weight class did you fight it? Um, it was well, still one fifteen. No, Mm-mm. it was originally it was going to be a cash weight fight at one twenty, but my initial opponent had to drop out due to a medical issue about a week before the fight. Fortunately, mm. we were, uh, someone else was able to step in on short notice, mm. but because it was short notice, uh, she set the weight higher at one twenty seven with a one pound allowance. Whoa! Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Uh, so we did it at that weight. Um, What'd you weigh in at for that? One twenty six point four. Okay, so that that was like an easy cut for you. Or did there was you no cut. cut? I mean, I'd already been for uh, preparing yeah. for the original fight, so I was like, oh well, now I uh, now I get to eat more food. So this yeah. is this is nice. This is nice. Oh, like, awesome. It's going to be at one twenty eight. You're like dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Healthy dinner time, but yeah, still exa- something. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. It's like I get to add rice in now. Yeah. <laughs> That's whoa, awesome. whoa, whoa. Right? It Bonus. was a quarter cup yeah. or so of rice. So yeah. it was a uh, glimpse was, of a fighter uh, life. Delicious, yeah. delicious Jeez. basmati. Yeah. Bonuses? Well, it's like Mitch Hedberg says rice. rice is great for when you're hungry and you want to eat 2,000 or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That um, is one of the best comedy albums of all time, too. The, uh, poor the, Mitch. I know. I like the Dufresne's joke. The Dufresne's joke? Or uh, was my my favorite one of all time is the my friend asked, Do you want a frozen banana? I said, No. But I want a regular banana later, so yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite Mitch Hedberg. I, I didn't know that one. What 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 are we talking about here? I thought Mitch Hedberg. Okay, okay. It's a comedy podcast. Get with it. All right, yeah. get out, get out of that. Get out of that mindset. We talk about fights. I'm busy sweating. Um, I'm sorry about the heat. <laughs> I can't do anything about it at this point. Uh, we're taking all cutting matters, weight. You taking know, matters into my own. Hand. That's what we're doing. We talked about cut. we want to be like pro <laughs> fighters. This is how you do it. Um, Chris Cyborg. I need to be in here a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Cyborg fought a lady, uh, Felicia Spencer. Yeah, who, who has an incredible chin. Was game. She, had, listen, she was I, game. I've been following her for a while. Yeah, that was a that was a good fight. She She's was a tough, taking tough, tough woman. She man. was taking some overhands to the head. But she had like a, a she did some good ducks of the uh, yeah. overhands yeah. from Cyborg as well. And I was I was glad to see her keep going until the end. Like she wasn't just standing there punching mm-hmm. bag. Right? She had a yeah. nice like uh like she almost like open. a Superman elbow. Where she closed distance really fast and just kind of brought it, yeah, brought it in tight. That was not, they should they should push her a little. She was really game. Yeah, I mean, surviving cyborg is. That she wasn't just surviving yeah, though. She, she was getting in close, uh, yeah, pushing yeah. her against the fence. No, cyborg managed to reverse the position and get her against the fence, but she was able to turn it, you know, back around and get the good position. So I think, yeah, uh, yeah and a great sign. And her work up against the fence, she was doing a little bit of. Rope a dope, like she wasn't just she wasn't just covering, covering and praying. She was she was you know wide eyed seeing everything. It, yeah, I was I was impressed with her. I thought it was just going to be a smash. Exactly. I think she's gonna. She's gonna I get also better. thought it was yeah. going to be a smash, but I mean that was one. I mean it was. Let, let's be honest. I mean she she did okay, but she got smashed. I mean she got. She I, got I guess up. more what I'm saying is anyone outside of Amanda Nunez. For cyborg, for cyborg yeah. is usually just a complete beatdown if it's anywhere near her yep. weight class. There was that Superman elbow that mm-hmm. you were talking about. What um, 
What weight was that? That's one forty-five. Forty-five. Yes, Spencer was able to cut her in the initial with a uh, elbow. I think. Yeah. 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 Big. Yeah, that was bad. So this was a very definitive win for Cyborg. And when I say good things about Spencer, I'm just uh, glad that she stayed in there. That's that's the main target of of my praise here is that she didn't get taken down. I I think she can walk away from this fight and. yeah, she's got nothing to be upset should, about no. here. They and she'll get better. Her, yeah, they should give Agreed. her someone. Well, who do they yeah. have in the 145 division? Well, though? and then that's another thing because well, we're just... we're not sure if Cyborg is going to stay with the UFC. Right. They might not have a 145 yeah. after this because the because um... weren't they just pulling in people from Invicta? Yeah, basically just serving them up to to Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like the I Invicta mean... champs. They just kept. If that's where you got a whole division, that's where you got more of the weight classes yeah. for women. Right, it's if... weird. better if... pool. If they don't give Cyborg the rematch with Nunez, I, I think I think uh, she's going to go to 1FC or, or Bellator. They oh, are so talking so. about that, though. Yeah, yeah I think people are making like good money in one. Yeah, 1FC yeah. seems one like so they're thrown out. October 13th is uh, Ong Lan Song versus oh, Brandon yeah, the, Vera. Oh, the Burmese Python, right? Yeah, yeah. She trained with She trained with him. Oh, really? Yeah, he's That's nice. awesome. Yeah. That's Ong's awesome. Nice. That's crazy. All these all right. guys, man. Okay. So, what else on that card? Uh, Max Holloway and Frankie. Or are we all the way there? We're already there, dude. You went to the bathroom and then we, we just talked about that. I, I had to get. Yeah, it I was a it. whirlwind. I'm sweat so, sweat I'm, catching techniques. I'm so sorry about the heat again. I apologize. So unprofessional. Okay. So, uh, shocker. Max Holloway is my favorite fighter. <laughs> I really Next liked his fight against Ortega. Nine, I thought that was very good. Favorite. It was amazing. It was, that was a great Saint fight. Pru. Guys, like, we're isn't... trying to have a serious MMA podcast over here, and you're bringing up OSP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, so one, I feel like Max Holloway has to be seriously in that pound for pound conversation mm. at this point. I mean, he he is dispatching legends Every, and newcomers and mm-hmm. everyone on earth. Basically, I mean, he's gonna have to go up and fight. So we're 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 like getting to that point, and he's in a stacked division. It's not like he has this really thin at the top kind of. Th- it's not that. It's like there's. I just don't know what we're gonna do with him. Anymore. Who in that division is gonna be the next challenge? Um, but but the thing that I thought was interesting is one, he still gets hit. It's not like he doesn't get hit, and Aldo sat him down. Real quick, that first fight. Um, and I haven't seen anyone just come out and blow the tank in the first couple of rounds and just try and get him out of there. And at this point, it seems like he he just downloads information, downloads information, and every round that goes by is just bad news for the yeah. other guy because he's measuring distance, those check lefts. He was looping that uppercut in. Yeah, too. the right uppercut every time yeah. uh, Frankie dipped to that one side. He yeah. had that going, especially it, since he was going to shoot for the takedowns. It's unbelievable. And his and his length at that weight class, it seems like people aren't ready for it. And and the the single note that I have <laughs> is um, it it is almost like he is the best version of what the Diaz brothers were trying to do, where they're never putting more than like 50%, 60% on all these mm-hmm. punches. I mean, that's going to wear on you. You keep yeah. landing that. Yep. You don't have to burn yourself out throwing 100% because if you miss, you, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And and they're never trying to like get them out of there. They're comfortable. They're comfortable and calm with sort of the fight playing out and they're And betting. they know their cardio is yeah. going to last. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the timing is like, mix up the shots. I was going to yeah. say having... 
developing the better timing, knowing that you're getting the shots in is the way they're winning the fight. They're not trying to knock the guy out. Exactly. Takedown defense is like amazing. He's great in these scrambles, these in-betweens, and he always seems like he breaks well, like getting out of situations. Mm -hmm. It always seems like he's he's the one delivering damage. On the way out. Yeah, he just... He just controls everything, and I thought for sure Frankie was gonna give him trouble. make it interesting with some uh, s- wrestling specifically, but right. couldn't, get, couldn't get him down. Yeah, it, I mean he did try once. for that. Yeah, tried, yeah. He tried. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking at the rankings right now, and outside of Alexander Volkanovsky, who should have gotten this shot, mm-hmm. who's next? Know? Yeah, he's number one. But who's that'll gonna, be good? Who's ever I gonna agree. say that Frankie Edgar doesn't yeah. deserve something? I mean, though? you it's get like, a pass. Yeah. I, I said it. Since the beginning, it's like Frankie Edgar wants a shot. Just give, give it to it him. Yeah. yeah, he deserves it. But then outside of that, it's Brian Ortega, Jose Aldo, um, Frankie Edgar is a beat. You know, oh, Korean a beat. beat might be. Well, but TKZ and Ortega have a have a have date. a fight now. Yeah, which is oh, that's yeah. absolute yeah. savagery. That's a fight. Oh, when is that? Yeah, I'll see that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's got to be. Yeah, I don't know when that one is. Yeah, I mean, just as a fan. I thought I saw some Twitter post on Instagram. I don't I don't have a Twitter, but sometimes people post it onto the Instagram. Yeah. I sometimes I forget grab. I have an yeah. Instagram. I'm not very good at social media. I should do it more. You need a guy. You yeah. need a guy. I don't know uh, what kind of money you think I have. They're trying to go <laughs> yeah. for a fight night, uh September twenty second in Mexico. Oh, that's a free fight. That's a free fight. Oh. That'll be good. And that is the yeah. best. We were we broke the rules of the podcast and we talked a little bit about it at work. But if oh yeah we did if zombie if the Korean zombie beats Brian Ortega that that could be like title shot material that mixes it up a little bit at yeah. the top yeah and the dude's got a following yeah he doesn't say anything and he's got the biggest yeah. following ever it's the name man yeah the Korean zombie yeah well it's you and me are partial good t-shirts yeah. good I was gonna say yeah yeah uh, right. highest <laughs> highest grossing t-shirts yeah. I yeah. feel like I need one. Do I need one? Yeah, I think you got to get do. one. Well, you got to get one before the before the UFC did like the uniforms and they they put out like custom shirts yeah. ba- based on nicknames. He has one with like an actual zombie on it. Mm-hmm. It was like a yeah. dope shirt. That's, that's what amazing. I'm talking about. That's, Dana that's White was shirt. wearing it. Yeah, yeah. I remember but, that. But yeah, like, yeah, so, if he if he if he takes out Brian Ortega, I think Max Holloway will have to fight uh, Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. But after that. Which and he should not be looking past that though. That's a yeah. that's a scary fight. Yeah, Svelkanovsky is good. Yeah, He's really good. Agreed. He looked good against Jose. Quietly Alvarez, crawling sure. up the ranks. Yeah. I mean, still undefeated, right? He's is, not, is he? He's undefeated, yeah. I think. Outside of the one, I think. What's his record? I think it is nineteen and one. Yeah. What? Nineteen and one. Nineteen yeah. and one, undefeated in the UFC. Undefeated. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 That's. Yeah. God, makes crazy. it a little bit more offensive that he's not had a shot yet. Yeah, he beat yeah. he beat Aldo, he beat Mendez, he beat Darren Elkins. Yeah, he beat uh this guy named Kennedy, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. So he's had he's had a bunch of wins. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do with Frankie Edgar? Can he get down anymore? That's his only chance, right? Is getting down a weight. I mean, well, Max he's a smaller guy, so he should. Yeah, Max he doesn't looked, cut weight at all for this, right? He doesn't cut weight at all. Max for where he's at way now. bigger than him. It's Max true. is already big for that weight class. No, yeah, and that was a very stark difference. But especially with the range, like he was throwing those like check lefts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was just he, he was popping, and they were like thudding onto onto uh, Edgar's head. Like 
usually that kind of stuff, you know, you just walk through, but that looked like it was Hitting. rocking him a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And you just, if stuff like that, you feel like this weight difference disparity is kind of like, it's almost, it's not fair. Do you think you know? he can get down to bantamweight? Well, he's older now, so I don't know because yeah. it's, it's harder to cut weight when you're older. But he's not cutting weight at all. Yes. Frankie. So is he mm-hmm. not cutting weight because it would be too difficult for him to get down that way? Or Good question. Because yeah. he's always or if it's been... just opportunity at 45 or something. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't have anywhere to go where he's at. Because that's a paycheck. Fighting the champ is always a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, he'd be a gatekeeper. Yeah. Because he said he doesn't he didn't, want to go anywhere. And I mean, the guy's awesome. It's not like he can't get fights anymore. It's not yeah. like he's getting his lights shut off either. Mm-mm. It's going to be, I mean, like, guys are going to have to go through him to get to the champ now. If you want to be top five, you got to go through Frankie Edgar. Yeesh. And we were talking about crazy gatekeepers in other divisions. Yep. Frankie Edgar as a gatekeeper is... Would be crazy. That's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. Who wants to fight Frankie Edgar? None no, of these guys. Yeah. That was your. That's your guy too. You love uh, Frankie. Yeah, I, I've always loved the way he fights. Always loved the way he fights. Yeah, and s- even still, it's like you see some of those combos as classic Frankie. Volume, goes like, angle, like body, body, head, volume, body, you know, like yeah. that kind of leg thing. kick it's, finishes with that period. And his time and his timing on the sh- on his shots is always incredible. Like he sets him up so well. He disguises everything so well. It's just and his engine's always running, man. He's I know, you all, just feel like it's always moving. If he could get down, it just feels like there's fights for him at 35, but I, I mean like there's he, fights yeah. for him. I'd like yeah. to see him in a smaller weight class, yeah. just like one down. Dude, can you like Frankie Cody Garbrandt? That'd be a freaking great That would be crazy. Fight. That's a good call, man. That'd be a doesn't, great uh, fight. Doesn't Cody have a fight? I don't know. I feel yeah, like yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does. Hold on. We talked about it, I think, in the last podcast. It's like I see him popping up on all of them. Just a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Man, if only we had the internet. I wish, I wish the UFC, like, when you click on it, like, it tells you. I wish that big old iPad actually had some information on it. It tells you who they're gonna fight. Your vastly superior (laughs) iPad doesn't seem to be (laughs) living up to that. It's got the wireless keyboard and everything. Let's see. Shouldn't that thing be, like, reading your eyes or something? I don't know, man. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything. He's definitely fighting soon yeah i saw him interviewing yeah. and there's no reason he would be okay well well i'll find that later. i guess we'll just talk about that on the next podcast on the next podcast <laughs> on the next yeah. podcast he did he did say something dope at a presser he was like you know usada screwing everything up so they should just let everyone take steroids and just be jacked i mean that is not the first person i've heard say that no but you can't there's no <laughs> world where they can just say that as an organization, yeah. yeah, I mean, what's what are what are your thoughts on that as a fighter? Like, like, how much do you think about it? How much does it weigh on like? Well, I'm personally against it because if you're going in there to compete, it should be a level playing field. And if you feel right. such a lack of confidence in your abilities or feel like you need that edge, then that's like a mental tick against you right there that you need to to bump up yeah. chemically. What do you? Is that? How how confident are you walking in fight to fight that that person across from you is clean? Or do you even think about that? I do not even think about that. Yeah. As long as I take care of what I need to take care of, then it shouldn't be an issue. Right. Damn. That's, that's always such a crazy thing because then you see guys like, you know, like Mark Hunt who are, who are like, you've got me in there with these 300-pound juiced up guys who are trying to take my head jacked. off. Yeah. 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 They yeah, look like, completely different. He's yeah. like, and then I think he was suing the UFC, right? Because yeah. he's like, he's like, you've got me in here with guys that have popped before. Nothing happens to them. I get concussions from it, and then 
it's like, gosh, I, I mean, what you it's do? a legitimate point it's on legitimate his part. Point. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, I think Lesnar was the last one that uh, we fought, had that complaint. Um, you fought like yep. Overeem. Yeah. Yep. When Overeem had popped, there was somebody else. Yep. It was like a whole bunch of his last fights, but. Um, do they get some of the other person's purse when the other person uh, tests positive? Because I not, feel like they should. After the fact, I don't think so. I yeah, think they I forfeit. They just get a suspension. And they, and they, pay they the forfeit fines. purse, but I don't yeah. know that it goes to. But he, person. but that's one of the things feel like he was should go to the person. They feel it should, like. it makes sense. It should yeah. absolutely the guy who had go to, to take the other it. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Like, like we were the talking potentially about potentially concussed guy. Should yeah, get some of that money. Well, we were talking about Dillashaw, like the with the EPO, the like super damning, no complaints. He just he had been doing it, and he finally got caught for it. It's like how long was he doing that? Should all of his titles oh, be vacated? He's been should, doing that. You like how far back? How far back do we go? Because that one was like the most damning that you could possibly have for one that it's like direct, directly, you can correlate it directly to his style, which is pace. constant pressure, pace, you know, late round action, that kind of stuff. Taking drugs that Help enable stamina. stamina. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, what do we do? What do we do? Well, that's, I mean, like, fancy. Yeah. The, the costs. Or the benefits definitely outweigh the costs because, like for for Dillashaw, he became champion off of that. The yep. money, you know, the money, the sponsorships. Yeah. I mean, he's lost that all. But you're telling me he doesn't have all those checks already? Yeah, right. yeah. So clearly for him, it was worth it. Cha-ching. He would probably he would probably do it again if he said like, how do you, how do you fix it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like that's. They're they're coming they're coming to their house at like four a.m. and having them pee in the cup like I, I don't know what's the what's the drug testing like at Shogun? Well, at Shogun, uh, before the fights, day of the fights, you have to pee in a cup while someone of your same gender is there to make sure that you're not Watch, stealing yeah. someone yeah, else's yeah. pee. Gotcha. So, so that. it's just day of testing. Yeah, the UFC used to be like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. How does it? When? When is it with like? Um, is it one that does the, the hydration? The hydration stuff. Yeah. Yes. How does that happen? Well, they measure your hydration. How? From what I from what I have heard <laughs> on podcasts, <laughs> they measure your hydration and and then they do drug testing, but for hydration also. So you have to maintain that that kind of so like weight. do they do it like when you're totally out of competition hydration know. and then like. Right before your fight, or else, what is their? I would standard. What's their? Yeah, what are they holding you up against? Yeah, I don't know. We should look that up. Because I don't know. (laughs) But not (laughs) not on. No, don't do that. No, we don't have that that kind of time on the iPad. Huge iPad. We'll do it next time. Be here till next podcast, which could be two months from now. I hate you guys. Hold please. Yeah. All right. What do we got? What do we got on the? I might have been thinking about Garbrandt and Faber because Faber had said something to Garbrandt. Oh, should we? We should talk about. Faber. Oh, yeah. You're right. Faber. Faber. Yeah. On the come up, man. Came back after his quote unquote retirement and then knocked that kid out. And then went straight at Cejudo like yeah. a genius. Mm-hmm. And then Cejudo's playing the game. Because yeah. Cejudo's thinking, like, this is an easy paycheck for me. Yep. But I don't know if it will be. I don't know if and it's then easy. It's like, what is he, 41? How old is he? 40. Mm-hmm. 40. That's unbelievable. He's not unbelievable, but. To be. What is the median age of everyone in the UFC between like the men, the men and the women? It's got to be like 30, but I don't know. Well, I know the prime 
the prime age for fighters they say is 33 32 yeah. 3 yeah, yeah. 30, 33 hmm. yeah which so. makes sense <laughs> why are you laughing no i'm just counting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the same thing for um for like ultra marathoners like crazy distance runners huh. it's um there's this interesting study at least with distance running that uh we think our rate of decline is really significant that like once you're kind of over the hill it's like it falls off a cliff but really it's like the rate of decline is is really gradual so that when you're like 40 or 50 it's almost like you're a teenager who is like ramping up kind of thing it's not it's not this like so that in the 30s is when the sort of mental discipline is at its it's like it's matured into sort of where you're going to be mentally at least in terms of mental discipline and then your body hasn't declined far enough to see any massive drop-offs so that's sort of like that's that, where the sweet spot yeah that sweet spot the intersection yeah is it sort of mental is yeah. sharpest the higher and, you can get athletically then the better for this slow and gradual decline because your decline will still be better than some right other people's huh. which is so circling back to max holloway which is what's so crazy about him he's so young he's like 26 yeah. and he's already the most still measured approving. dude it's unbelievable yeah He's so measured in these post-fight things, too. Like, yeah, in the Ortega fight, that was a great example of him, like, adjusting as it went on. Like, his defense there, oh moving around, the head movement was very good, picking him off. Fighting a bigger, longer guy, too, and Ortega. Ortega's a monster. Yeah, it's not taking anything away from Ortega. He's still good. That guy's still amazing. And, like, like Max is so young that he could he could lose against Volkanovski, lose again, start back, and be champion again be a champion when again. he's, like, 30. Yeah. He could have like like we saw with Dustin Poirier, where he has this sort of quick rise, but then gets Plateau smashed by Connor. Yeah. Kind of falls back down, has to work his way all the way back up the totem pole at a different weight class at fifty five instead of forty five, and then he has this rebirth and he's a champion at you know at a at thirty thirty something. Mm-hmm. It's 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 incredible with MMA. Alana, what are the what are the milestones that you have for yourself in your career? Do you have dates that you want to be a certain place where you want to have a certain belt or or experience by a certain time? What what are you? I have to say I haven't set any dates because then I feel like I'd hit that date and be like, ah, well, crap, I I can't actually set myself the fights, so this was a mistake to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. So I haven't done anything like that. There's obviously things that I'd like to do and will do, such mm-hmm. as you know getting into professional organizations. So right now I've, uh, you know, Shogun is a fight by fight thing. It's not like they have a roster of fighters. They Mm -hmm. do have people that they call to consistently. I think that's based on ticket sales and the draws and all of that. And they've got a, you're in a good place there, there, right? Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going well. Good. More of that. More of that. that. (laughs) All those coworkers show up. (laughs) Ah, thank you. Coworkers. Yeah. Well, I know your, um, your coworker just signed with professional fight, Fighters League? Yes, co-worker? PFL. Yeah. Uh, or, no, a colleague at the gym. You got two people in your office <laughs> kicking ass? Yeah, D- David from accounting. <laughs> just, uh, it's a mean so, kickboxer. Yeah, whooping ass in the okay. PFL. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but PFL is a, is up and coming. Yeah pro organization yes i don't i don't hear it promoted a lot though like i see it on instagram but mm-hmm. you don't hear people talking about it a lot outside of that and right. they've got that million dollar prize for their right. for their weight yeah. division so i'm wondering right. how they're funding that like is pfl mm-hmm. like who made pfl and how are, are they going to start promoting it more who did because make PFL? i like the idea i like the concept behind the organization i, I f- think it's a good idea but i, I feel like pfl 
was fighter organized. The, own, the owner was one of the guys who started something else. He's the owner. Oh, right. He's the owner of the Washington Nationals. Lerner. Yeah, Mark Lerner, and oh. Mark Burnett, oh, no. maybe not the producer and president of MGM TV and Digital. Oh, interesting. Then yeah. I'm confused. So if he's a and TV then, producer, just more more promos. More promos. Yeah. Right. And the guy that. Um, and then the majority owner of the Wizards and the Caps. Leonsis. Leonsis? And, and also Jimmy Iveen from Aftermath Records. Like Really? With with Dr. Dre is they're all they're all uh hmm. Wow. Yeah. But um well, yeah. With these with these leagues, is there a with these organizations, is there a perception with fighters about like which ones are better than others or well, there's definitely ones that people know more. So that's more to my point with PFL. It's like, this sounds like a good league, a good organization, and I you know, I like the concept and what they're doing, but you don't hear about, out, about it much outside of us talking here. Yeah. And I expect you guys to know about it because you brought it up. Yeah, right, yeah. Right? Right. But if I say, hey, I'm going to check out this PFL fight, then, you know, outside yeah, of that, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. I think part of it is a lot of these different uh, divisions into different streaming apps. So it's not like you can just tune things yeah. in on the well, TV. Well, PFL is on ESPN Plus now. So is you it? can catch those yeah. fights on yeah. ESPN. I get, I get do I have to pay for ESPN Plus or does it come yes, on my do. TV? Five well, bucks. then. Yeah. Well, then. Five bucks, yeah, five bucks a month. I know. At least it's only five they bucks. They five so bucks you to death nowadays, they man. Do. That's oh how they get you. That's the thing. doesn't matter what it is. Everything's five bucks a month. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. Do you hear the joke that like, Eventually, someone's going to come out with a super innovative service that bundles all of your subscriptions to one big subscription, <laughs> and then and we're the, just going to repeat the process. You kind of have to again. get like a box yeah. that you yeah. plug your TV into with cables. They might call it a cable box. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. might do something like that. Innovative. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Um, what is coming up? What is coming up in the world of? Well, uh. There's August 3rd is Ricardo Mixco fighting for the Lion Fight uh, Featherweight Championship in Las Vegas. So that's going to be on CBS Sports uh, this Saturday. Today is the 29th of July, so mm-hmm. August 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's Sadiq and Shayna both fighting August, I think, 17th. Uh, whichever UFC card is in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's that. Yeah, they're, That's they're, amazing. So that Fight that, night. That card is good. Daniel Cormier is fighting Stipe. Anthony oh, Pettis is fighting no, Nathan Nathaniel Diaz. Yeah, one of my Nate favorite fights. Diaz versus and the final return. Dude, yeah, guys, Pettis. first team all body fight. How do you think that? Paulo Costa plays out? versus Yoel Romero is, is that happening? Is that, that actually happening? Are we, are we just gonna glaze over Nate? No, we're coming back glaze no, for the Nate. first time. Yeah, and mm. fighting. Pettis? Anthony Pettis. That I is hope, a tough first fight. Man. I hope Anthony Pettis gets his ass beat. You think Why? that's what's going to happen, though? I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, you know. Why do you feel that way? I, I like the Diaz brothers too much. Do you dislike the Pettis brothers? I, I kind of mm-hmm. dislike the Pettis. I, I don't like the fact that he has his own nickname tattooed on his back in such a disrespectful <laughs> way. He has show- Why is it disrespectful? Oh, it's just so disrespectful. You know. The he- font is disrespectful? Yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know the what the si- font is. I'm really curious either. about this font now. The size of it. The, the- It says Is it gothic show letters? Time. Is it big gothic time. letters? I, I really want to see I don't it. know what his complaint it, uh, is. I, uh, I don't feel the same way I don't as he like does. The, well, I just it- feel like it's dumb when people have their own names or nicknames tattooed on them. I feel like, are, are you going to forget? Again, what is this but that's a bigger group, though. I feel like you're isolating. It's a bigger group. You're pointing this one individual out. I don't like any of it. I'm going to... 
feel like there's a prevalence of bad tattoos, though. For sure. Dude, there's a... And it, da- Darren Elkins is the king of that. The damage. The guy that has the uh, damage. And it looks like yeah. it's, like, torn into his skin. Yeah. It does. Look at, look at how, <laughs> look at how right. disrespectful this tattoo is. Look at how disrespectful Please. that. Cerrone's Dude, got that Cerrone like, uh, on the back. Sublime? This, it's yeah, like the Sublime font. Sublime yeah, font. It is. Oh, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> well, you can see it right there. Yeah. That's, People can't see what we're talking about. That's a good description. The, um, there, I feel like so I feel like this podcast is going to explode in popularity, and then we're going to get Pettis, and he's going to walk in here, and you're going to have to tell him that you think his. And his you know what? I'm going to try to work that out because I want I want you to be confronted. Uh, you know what? As long as you have the courage of your convictions, I'm I feel like it's yeah, worth it. Yeah. As long as you keep that same energy. <laughs> I, I will I, say to anyone that I don't like them having their own name tattooed on them. But you I, could do something about it. I feel yeah. like... I'm powerless. I feel like I you need to introduce me to some team Lord Irving heavyweights so that they oh, can... Oh, then I would introduce them. you to Tafan. He had a fight that you can see on uh, UFC Fight Pass, actually. He had a MMA fight on there, and he also fought with Lion Fight... A little while ago, had a uh, Muay, Thai. Muay Thai fight. Yeah, awesome. So, Stefan Chukwi. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There's your new friend. He doesn't have any nicknames tattooed. You can on him, say does whatever he? you want. He does not. So his nickname is Dadan. Because so he is Tafan Dadan. Oh Whoa. my gosh, that's the best <laughs> nickname ever. I love yeah. your new best friend. I'll, I love uh, him. But uh, Yoel Romero and Paulo Costa are fighting, and that's just first team all body. If first if of all, that fight can actually happen. Thank you. You sh- always have to put that caveat, especially when you're talking about either one of those individuals. Will that fight ever happen? I know. I really would like it to. Yeah, I would too. I think number personally, two, number seven. I think Yoel. Mm-hmm. I think Yoel smashes Bochinia, oh, yeah. but because yeah. because Costa hits hard and is an athlete, but he it's still the wrestling. I think makes the wrestling a is gonna. I think so. The wrestling yeah. is. I mean, we haven't him. seen Paulo Costa have to deal with. That with that high level of wrestler, I, I think that Yo, I, and Yoel throws bombs. Yeah. I mean, I always look at fights and I'm like, this is what I would do. Like, I would <laughs> not even try to stand in that area. And, and that is and part tra- of why I started training. It's like I like yelling from my couch, but I should be able to back up these things oh, a little my bit. God. Well, okay, bless you. The podcast yeah. is over. I, I mean, at that at that point. You know what we do here every week, right, God, Alana? All we do is talk about fights yeah. and what we yes. would do. I try and make this an NBA podcast to no avail, but Mm-mm. outside of that, we talk MMA. Mm-hmm. Well, it's similar Basically, to when I've watched football with my friends. I don't know anything about football, but I'm like, why are you running towards where all the guys are? Why don't you yeah, run around we, where there are no people? My dad has said that. Was it's everybody like, running they should up get the middle? ball. The guy that throws it should just run around everybody. And I'm like, doesn't. Well, they tried that, except Dad. when it does work, and <laughs> your name's Mike Vick or yeah, Patrick or, Mahomes now. Yeah. Or... <laughs> so it's a strategy that works, is what I'm hearing. Yes, go right. Raiders. Just like, just like in MMA, when I'm like, don't get hit. <laughs> right. Again, a fantastic yeah. strategy. Yeah. It's just the ability the to execute so the strategy. Yeah. Wrestle. That's, Use your right. wrestling. Stop getting punched now. <laughs> Use your jujitsu. Meanwhile, never have taken a jujitsu class, which I still have just to go do. full. But I do lead. get frustrated when I see jujitsu folks in the UFC deciding that they are going to prove something. Okay, but they you... want to stand up and throw the punches. But when again, I'm like, you have the advantage on the ground. At Why least are you've we not competed on a high level on an international in level? That's overstated. At worlds, <laughs> that's high. That's extremely high. And you meddled. I did. So you meddled at worlds. Nice. So you have 
something to base that on. <laughs> Me and John. It's all I have, though. So I'm always yeah. like, why aren't we wrestling? <laughs> yeah. I'm never trying to punch somebody. Yeah, you're the guy that why loves. Why are you not dragging that guy to the ground? You you can't wait to see Ben Askren versus, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, yeah. Ooh. Damian Maya. Like, that would oh, be your dream fight. That, that, that's a great fight. Dude, that is a good fight. Is that your dream fight? Yeah, I'd watch Just that like fight. Just like grappling mm-hmm. with no threat of punching? It depends. Like, obviously, there's plenty of grappling matches that are boring where you're mm-hmm. stuck or they're not really advancing because one guy's holding off in a defensive position, the other guy's not willing to take any risks. Like, that happens. So there are plenty of boring wrestling matches, but there are plenty of really high-level ones where you're watching transitions. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, in trouble, out of trouble. In trouble, advantage. Like, those are the best matches, man. Mm. That's why I, I, do, I still like watching the elite uh, EBIs. Mm. I mean, that's where you see brilliant jujitsu, man. Yeah, I think like, Tim Spriggs just won against uh, someone this past weekend, but I can't man. remember who or the exact organization. Like, that's where I go to look for real high level, yeah. interesting uh, jujitsu. But when you get to see it in the UFC, and we've seen it a couple times because we brought it up on here where you just watch, we had great matches, yeah. action packed jujitsu matches oh they're they're the best those I'm, are the ones that i need tim to explain it to me i was like why is this guy tapping sure, that doesn't look sure. that painful um this weekend though colby covington is gonna fight robbie lawler so good luck with that oh that's boy. this weekend yeah, yeah that's this, this weekend. The third. Oh. so i've got a lot of stuff to watch on yeah saturday. <laughs> you got a busy saturday yeah robbie oh, lawler's boy. jim miller's fighting clay guida in the match oh i'd watch that too ancient miller, guys oh, that's yeah. interesting. Miller, clay, clay guida vulcan ozdemir is fighting who uh, Iller Latifi. That's good, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good fight. Latifi. Mickey Gall is fighting some guy I don't know. Uh, less <laughs> interested. Valentina Shevchenko's sister is fighting another person I don't know. I mean, this is this is deep. Once we get into the prelims of a Kobe USB... Covington. Yeah, I mean, that guy talked so much shit. Yeah. Forget that guy. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, but versus Robbie Lawler, that, how much did they have to pay Colby... To not wait for the title fight and to fight Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler. God. He, I mean, the, where's the win? In well, that in the promos, him? I There's think none. he was making a lot of the American top team connection. Oh. 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 Teammates. So yeah. I don't know if he, yeah, I don't know if he Teammates. is actually yeah. in on that or if he's just using it to hype up the fight or what. Well, no one sells a fight better than Colby Covington. I mean, sort of. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. In, he's got his own brand. Yeah. Like I, I almost intentionally don't watch stuff, just because just of the way that he promotes it. Because you're giving him what that. he's looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, ugh. That's crazy. I watch yeah. the fight though. Yeah, he's, he's gonna get smashed. I feel. Uh, like. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, for sure. For sure, he's gonna get smashed. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I actually have not seen a lot of Colby Covington fights, or to be completely honest, any of them. So this would be the first one of his that I've seen. I know he talks oh, okay. a lot about his wrestling, and I feel like uh, Lawler is a very good striker. That's his bread and butter. He's a good wrestler, but I don't. And I don't know. Just I test. He's a he he's looks, a grab you and drag, yeah. and hang on you mm-hmm. kind of fighter, pin you up against the. But he looks small for the weight class. Mm-hmm. I think so. And Lawler looks jacked, like like, and he looks so strong against Askren that to me, yes. I think we just kind of saw. I thought it was too bad how the Askren fight ended. I, I feel know. like that yeah. could have gone. Like, I understand what the I, ref was doing. Like, they've got to protect the fighters. That's their job. But I was like, oh, if only he hadn't thought that he went out. Because I feel like yeah. he was trying to squirm out of that one. And I think it was partially 
Robbie's fault because he well yeah because the way his arm yeah. went down it, was weird. it seemed like he was out like, oh he's he's out he's exactly you don't want to you don't want to wait on that it's yeah. I understand I not taking early. the risk yeah I thought that was early too for the same reason yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah but I can see it from Dean both sides king but... of the early and but, he, I don't hate on the guy for that frankly I mean he takes his job super serious and he is looking out for yeah. the fighter and if he thinks you're out he's trying to protect you but. Man, he calls some early fights a lot of the times. So. Yes, I just wish Mario that had gone like a little, a little longer. Where's Mario uh, Yamasaki uh, at when did, you need? Did Did Dana <laughs> shout him somewhere. into the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, out of this. Oh, That's he, your guy. He definitely got called out. Yeah, yeah. But over the, and over. Just again. so you have some of the backstory. That is that was my instructor. That's who I learned from for many, many, many years. And then now it's I still participate with his family. But uh, he's got a unique personality. That guy. He's Mario. That, Mario. Yeah. So that so you uh, learned refing from him, or I didn't. What? No, no, jujitsu. Okay, yeah, that was he's, not clear. He's a black belt. Yep, yeah. took me to all all the way to purple, and then he wasn't. Then he was in the UFC pretty consistently, so he wasn't around the gym. He brought his brother uh, Fernando in, and then his the number one student that they had in Brazil, um, Francisco Neto, who uh, pretty popular in the area. Um, those guys ran the school after that. And then that's how I, I got my Brown under those two guys. But, uh, Mario, man, I started with Mario in a roll up garage door with no air conditioning, maybe 20 or 30 people in that, in oh, that man. space, man, it was hot and brutal. So you're comfortable in this room is what I'm hearing. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I've, I've definitely, and, and that was his thing. He used to, that would, they it's would always say, it. this is how we train in Brazil. It was hot as hell mm. in this garage. And that's how you train. That's yeah. pretty cool though, yeah. man. That's yeah. crazy. I, I started at the right time. I got to meet some really, really cool people. And I got some really good friends in that community, too. So all the people that I trained with there, all of them have gone way beyond me. Uh, but still running into Nakapon and back when uh, Dave Jacobs was alive, like those were those are people that I trained with. And I still want to see these pictures from the early UFC that you oh, got. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll pull them in. I brought them in. They were actually yeah, picture yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah. Physical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get them. You got to come back on again, Alana. <laughs> For sure. This is the best. Yeah. Um, is that it? What 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 else is out there? What do we? Um, I mean, we have the fight night one uh, one fifty. Oh, Valentina Shevchenko is fighting Liz Carmouche at a uh, flyweight. I just assume Valentina will beat any yeah. woman or man on <laughs> earth. That she she is my number one. Yeah. We just had this conversation. Very technical. Very good. We yeah, just had this conversation is. last time. She, she's the she best is, fighter I've right. seen. There it is. I want to see her fight Nunez again because I felt Great. like she won that second one. The second fight was so close, yeah. man. And it was I, so close. I feel like Shevchenko might be the pound for pound. I definitely watched the fight again. So would I. I mean, it was... That was close. I, I felt like she convincingly won the second one. She lost the first one. But the, the problem was is that Nunez had the belt. You got to take the belt, man. See, I don't, I don't, I don't like agree with it. that, though. You got to take the belt. I don't, if I don't, it's too close, yeah. they're not going to... Yeah. yeah, if it's close, they'll they'll see to the current yeah. champion. Yeah. But. Um, other random news. Mm. There's some stuff with John Jones going down. Oh, yeah, at a strip club. But you know what? And I'm not... <laughs> I don't want to condemn myself right here, but... Yeah, what's... what's every, sing, every, every single strip club that I've been to has... Tons of video camera surveillance over everything. Makes sense. Right? So if he did it, it's on film. If he didn't do it, it's going to be on film. What's he accused of? He's accused of uh, inappropriately touching a, a young exotic dancer. No. freaking guy. That's not what I heard. Yeah. He I thought he was accused her? of like Choking grabbing her. some lady when she's oh, like, no. Yeah. 
and then and then choked her, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't want to get into it. But I, I felt like when I heard the story, it smelled fishy to me. As soon as I heard it, I was like, mm, that doesn't... Like, uh, just thinking about being John Jones in a public situation and then yoking when, up a dancer when has doesn't that, make any but sense. This is when the, has that ever affected... Like, this guy has been on cocaine and hit a pregnant ridden, lady like, with his car and left. ran away i get to hit the car like that is crazy you are and, rich you can pay for a driver yeah, yeah. but and that's what, what everyone was saying it's like dude get someone to drive you what are you doing probably anyone in his camp would be like let me drive you like yeah. let me take you to that strip club like everyone w- uh it's just yeah i don't know mm. well until know. the tape i'm comes skeptical out. only because I'm, I, I always feel like there there's such a a group of people that are trying to take advantage of those, mm, knowing that there's too. a celebrity that's true creating too. a situation where you get some press or you get some coverage where you, I don't know. And I'm not saying that's what's going on here. I don't know. I don't have any of the but facts. But when I heard the story angle. at first, I was like, really? A 205 walking around 220 guys yoking a dancer well, up my, just doesn't have a lot of My hope as a fan legs. is that it's not true. Me too. And we get to continue to watch him fight, but... I mean, I, my goodness, that guy I am, cannot stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And, it and, is. and that's the thing. If it was a one off, then I'd be more inclined to be like, uh, you know, give him more benefit of the doubt. But come on, this is thing it's after thing after thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It's disappointing because he is such a great fighter. The, yeah, the greatest the fighter of all shame. time. And yet I hate him just because of the way that he conducts himself yeah. out of the cage. But um, yeah, man. But then the other bit of random news was Dana, because you can't not talk about yeah. Conor McGregor. So like Dana was asked about the potential uh, Jorge Masvidal, Conor McGregor matchup, mm-hmm. right? And was like, Masvidal's way too big for him. And Conor was pissed when I told him that. And it felt like, to me, he was egging it on. That felt like Dana White. Trying to make it happen. Starting, turning starting the, the uh-huh. hype train. Yeah, turning the fire yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting and n- not the fight I want to see. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> see that either. I don't want to see that either. I I'd, wanna... ra- I'd rather see that fight than the Habib rematch. Oh, yeah, that that for sure. No, but we want to see, we want to see Masvidal Usman. Yeah, like, yep, we want to see the 70s. I want to see all that 70 weight class shake out. I want to see Tyron start fighting some some of these guys and get back in the mix. I want to see, you know, I want to see Usman versus somebody as the champion, you know, Mm -hmm. like I want to see all this stuff in that division. I don't want Conor McGregor McGregor jumping back in for a paycheck. Yeah. Well, didn't Dana say that he doesn't get to jump right up to the title shots? There's that at least. Dana says a lot of shit. I mean, that's fair. The money dictates what's (laughs) really going to happen. Yes, which is unfortunate because I feel like it should be more based on rankings as opposed to how popular you are. We've had a whole podcast on this. But then the rankings are just made up from whoever. They just put a number. Like sometimes people win in the UFC and their rank goes down. And you're like, how yes. is this happening? I want to see numbers that make sense and then yeah, fights like, based on those numbers. So just, well, that's... Yeah, man, so that's, being a fighter, those will be good. do you think... Like, do you think about not just winning the fight, but how am I going to win it? Like, 
is how spectacular it is ever play a part? Well, or as you a ever, fighter, like, I you, never, be... you never want to like leave it in the judge's hands because you don't know how other people are going to be mm. seeing or perceiving or scoring things. So you're always trying to win definitively, mm-hmm. regardless of if you're a jiu-jitsu guy or if you really like striking or wrestling, if you want to take someone down over and over again. However you want to do it, you want to make sure that whatever you do, it's very definitively you dominating the fight. Right, right. Yeah. It, well, and and with with judging now too, it's we're still doing this boxing yeah system that just feels like it's so so outdated. It's not but even outdated it, as it is. It's inefficient uh, or yeah. inadequate. It's inadequate. Yeah. It's not for enough. The sport. Yeah. Because you're 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 taking a discipline that's that's boxing plus wrestling plus submissions plus all of that and then giving it ten points per round. Just, and we've recounted several fights yeah. where the numbers would say one thing, but then watching the fight, it's yeah. definitively a or you a look at the experience. damage on the face or something like that. Or like, a, that, a guy know. outpoints you for two rounds and then gases and then you're smashing him for an entire round, but don't finish. Yeah. And you lose the fight because you lost the first two rounds, but you won the third. With that idea of um, well, didn't Pride have like the last round count for more? In it theirs? should. Yeah. Well, they Pride had the the one long round. Remember, they had the just one round, but it was like twenty minutes. And then later, they had the first round be much longer than the last two, or something hmm. like that. I, I didn't know. That. I know they have. Uh, I know they had. That. I like. I like the unlimited time rule thing too. They had that. The original UFC rules. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no time. Oh, here's here's a question: Would you be open to the tournament style that like Bellator, like Bellator is sort of going back to? But, but you know, Pride did. Yeah, I mean, that's a bunch Prix. of guaranteed fights in order, and you know when they're going to happen, which gives you like, okay, well, I need to be ready by this date and this date, as opposed to, well, I'm not sure when my next fight is. So it's nice to know. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be nice. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. perspective. Yeah. That is an interesting. It's just guaranteed fights for her. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it doesn't yes. matter what that night exactly. looks like on paper. If it three well, fights what if in it a row, was, yeah. It's what three if it was pride? Fights in a row. What if it was like pride where it was like on the same? So we're talking day. about like a kumite three fights in a row sort yeah. of thing. Oh, Blood sports style. I mean, everybody's doing <laughs> it. Like not, if everybody on the card is do not doing it, I would feel the the spirit of blood sport in here. <laughs> the dimak <laughs> kumite <laughs> sand. Yeah. <laughs> And on that, and on that note, um, do we need to cover anything else? No, I don't think so. Yeah, man. NBA. Thank updates. you no. so much, Alana, <laughs> yeah, for coming through. Yeah, thank you through. so much thank and you. suffering man. with us in yeah the in studio the of heat, the studio yeah. of fire. Um, Let us know when you get another fight. Why? And the next you. one's booked. Yeah. Okay. For sure. And then yeah. you know what? Okay, this is what I will say on the record. You need to promote. You need to promote on social media. You get like the, yeah, the you're, word you're of right. Alana Olive Smith needs to get out there more. You're right. I still need to like do my thank you posts for all of my coaches and everyone from the last fight. And yeah. I just I kind of forgot that I have Instagram. Like do I it, scroll through like, it and it like I like stuff. <laughs> do it right now if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it here. Yeah, do it. I I'm or mainly it. hanging around because I want another one of these. Uh, okay, yeah. Topo Chico's. Topo Chico. <laughs> yeah, the magic water. This podcast brought to you by Topo Chico. Yeah, no, that's free advertising. And as long as I'm promoting myself unrelated, I'm Please. writing a children's book, so that should be out around next year. I've already written whoa, it. I'm working whoa, on wait, that being wait. illustrated. It wasn't related Reboot to MMA, so it seemed inappropriate to mention. No, no how dare you? How dare <laughs> yeah. you come in with a gem like that yep. and save it for the end? A children's book about yes. fighting? 
No, no, okay. not a children's book about fighting. It's a children's book about uh, three friends who don't like their names or who they are as people, and they like go on a journey to try and change that and become different people. So it's just like a cute little story. There's a ninja, a mermaid, a pixie. Oh, oh yeah. my interesting. Gosh, yes. Is this your first book? Uh, yeah, this would be the first one. So I've already got it written. I'm working with an art studio in Vietnam to have them illustrated based on some notes I've given them. So oh, I'm working wow. through that. Super cool. Yeah, yeah like eventually awesome. I'd like to have it in libraries, independent bookstores, yeah, Amazon, yeah. all that. So that's awesome. Yeah. You gotta, you, I'm sure it's going to happen for you. You got to come back to the We got to mm-hmm. talk about the book now. Yes. I also want to work on making a board game, but that's uh, something else too. Whoa. Don't you get multi faceted on us yeah i know just just stick yeah. with the just stick with the fight no, that's what yeah. i did for the majority of this thing i thought i was doing well <laughs> oh my gosh um all right is yeah. that it guys yeah that's, that's it. it all right thank, thank you so much for thanks listening thanks, thanks to for having Alana me guys olive smith yes shout out to team lloyd irvin in where is that camp, camp springs, springs. That's, that's right camp springs Maryland. dmv yeah. mm-hmm. stand up okay mm-hmm. we're out of here bye all right